Welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast about friends sharing with friends, whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. And this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about This Is Us. This Is Us is a new show out this fall. And the premise of it um, is the show starts on the 36th birthday of four different people that have a connection, but we don't know what it is yet. And we are going to talk about the connection and the twist. Um, so if you haven't seen the first four shows and you don't want to be spoiled, I would recommend watching them before listening to this because we are going to get into all the different reveals over the, the first four shows. Um, <clears throat> the four people whose birthday it is is Jack, whose wife, Rebecca, is um, pregnant and goes into labor on his birthday. Randall, who was left at a fire station by his dad, um when he was born and then was adopted kate um who's an overweight woman who is struggling with herself over um weight issues and kevin who is a tv actor um currently starring on the tv show the manny and he has a meltdown um when shooting an episode and quits um rebecca is jack's wife and she's also a main character um and william is randall's father and he also becomes a main character so what did you all think of it janelle well i think it is just terrible that you thought i wouldn't like this (laughs) (laughs) i've literally i've literally been planning that since the first episode (laughs) (laughs) well good i am i am pleasantly surprised (laughs) no like i i enjoy family dramas and things like that but when it's realistic like, that's why I didn't like Gossip Girl, was that it's stuff that, number one, I wouldn't care to have in my life, and number two, is, like, really blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. The premise of this show is entirely feasible, and it's really well done. Like, incredibly well done. Um, and like Kim said, holy crap, if you haven't watched any of this yet, yet like, turn off the podcast now because there's literally no way to talk about this without spoiling everything yeah (laughs) um everything that we know yet so and that's only four episodes worth at the moment when we're recording but and they fly by really fast i watched i watched the first three in a day Mm -hmm. um when i should have been working on other things and i couldn't wait yeah i couldn't wait until tuesday Uh, or Wednesday, whenever it was, so that I could watch it when it came online, finally. Yeah. Um, It's on NBC, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay, I'm juggling so many live shows right now, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, And so they put it up the the day after it airs, and it's fabulous. Um, I don't think I've seen people be portrayed so, like, really. Is that a word? realistically realistically what people tend to go with yeah that's that's probably more englisher um (laughs) (laughs) it's i don't know it's just fantastic and i don't even know how to talk about it it's such a good show dang high praise from janelle well i did kind of like one think you could because i know that you do like some indie movies with Mm -hmm. people finding themselves and whatever Mm -hmm. so i was like okay (laughs) maybe so elizabeth what'd you think I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I had the same experience that the Janelle did. I went through the first three episodes. And then when the fourth episode didn't come on, they tried to, like, make me watch uh, Brooklyn 911. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, I have to wait. I have to wait for the fourth episode to come out. Brooklyn 99, um, by the way. 
what? Brooklyn Nine Nine, not Nine One One. Sorry. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine to come out. So I really liked it. I was a little weary. There were a few moments in the first episode where I liked it, but uh, there were a few moments that were very like earnest, and um, that doesn't always uh, work with me. Like if a show is too messagey or I don't know wordy and has they had a lot I want to say they had a few like long monologues but of course I love Milo so <laughs> he's yeah. amazing in this I and by and also by the end of the second the first episode when they had that twist I was like what okay so I, I want to talk about two like you just brought up two things I want to talk okay. about okay um, I want to get into Milo and this character for him, but we can do that in a little while because let's just go on and get the twist out of the way. Oh, and, like, yeah. So the twist ends up being, turn off podcast now if you have not watched, uh, Twist. the twist ends up being that Rebecca and Jack, Kevin and Kate are their biological daughter, uh, uh, daughter and son, and Rebecca had been pregnant with triplets. She lost one of, the, one of them, and... Randall comes into the hospital that same day as Jack is um, watching Kate and Kevin, and Jack just knows that they're supposed to adopt him, so they end up adopting him too. Randall is black, so that also plays into effect later on. There's some storylines that deal with that and stuff um, mm-hmm. about them having these two white children and one black little boy that are their well, children. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it uh, takes place in the 70s too, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, in the beginning, like, when it's right. Rebecca and, and um Right, that, yeah, Milo. that's part of the reveal and the twist is, you know, like, we've been watching somebody in, like, 1979 or 1980... I want to mm-hmm. talk to y'all about that, too. Like about It might the be 1980, I imagine. I think that they, their timeline's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and and the rest are in either 2015 or 2016. That's, that's my question, is because Kevin at one point says he was seven in 1986 when the Challenger blew up. So that would mean they were born in 1979, but that would mean it's 2015, not 2016. Mm. Might have been end of the year snafu type. Thing, yeah, you know. Um, but so the twist. What did you all think about? That was a long way to get to. What did you mm-hmm. all think of the twist? I fist bumped the air, like double fist bumped the air, and was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, because it's done so effectively. Like I didn't realize prior to that, it's Rebecca and Jack, right? Yes. I'm really bad at remembering the names in this show. Um, you only ever see Rebecca and Jack by themselves or in the hospital, so they're not around people very much. And when they're by themselves in their apartment, they're in, like, really plain clothes. So it's nothing that you can... Or Jackson, no clothes. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really was not a fan of that first part. I'm like, literally what you see in the first three seconds is, like, Milo's butt crack. And I was like, why? (laughs) It felt like like, uh, trying to get people's attention, you know? It was... I felt like it was clickbait, but in TV form. Um, I was okay with it. Oh, I imagine those people are, but I was just like, I was, well, here's the thing. I was worried that it was going to be like, hey, look, Milo, he's in this show. You got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everybody else is really strong, but I was worried that was how they were going to try and make up for it was by having Mr. Hot Man, who's known for good things, you know, Mm -hmm. show his butt the first five seconds and, um that was going to be how they got viewers. Uh, 
but no, like the the twist is done so effectively, and I, I like that it establishes that they're three separate people first, mm-hmm. um, and that so you kind of bond with them first and understand who they are, and and then you get to know more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth, what do you think of the twist? I loved the twist, like, and it like kind of like blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, they're not these storylines this is crazy um so i really enjoyed it and it definitely wanted me to be watch the next episode which i did immediately um so yeah i agree every with everything janelle said Mm -hmm. um yeah i i mean i was totally like i was wondering if like somehow they were connected like through foster like because i knowing Mm -hmm. that randall was adopted like wondering if that had something to do with it like that mm-hmm. did enter my mind but that was about as far as I got I didn't get that yeah. Rebecca and Jack were back in like 1979 I have to confess that I was not thinking about how they were tr- connected at all like <laughs> I don't know I was I did didn't you know that there that... was a twist coming though no because see that was part of the hype before the show ever started so uh, I knew there was this big twist okay and people had um and kind of the hype before the show started was this is like parenthood meets lost and that type of thing uh, so i knew i knew i knew there was a twist yeah. coming so i was looking for how are these people connected? i mean it even took me a little while to realize that they all had the same birth today <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't know what i was doing that night i mean i really enjoyed it but i was just like i don't know yeah <laughs> they literally all have different hey i'm 36 hey i'm 36 hey i'm 36 <laughs> moments in the first episode oh my gosh um, I figured it out, guys. <laughs> Good. We're, we're proud of you. Uh, but, okay, so knowing, though, like, once rewatching, like, I was able to pick up on some things and also reading articles right after the first episode. Um, one of the things I did notice when I watched it was the, the box marked uh, family photos 75 to 79. And I thought that was kind of weird because they were supposed to – they're turning 36 it's 2016 they should have been born in 1980 so why are there a photo box in their apartment for Rebecca and Jack before they were ever born um that that was about the only thing that um oh and the fact that she was having triplets naturally and that seemed weird in today's day and age Mm -hmm. um but then also some of the other hints was um the outdated medical equipment in the hospital okay there's a giant tv which that's that could be a hint that could also not because some places they just don't update stuff like right. haven't really updated so you still might see giant out of date TVs places the suitcase in there in Rebecca and Jack's apartment it's um a very old suitcase it's not a roller or whatever her suitcase to go to the hospital mm-hmm. um vacuum cleaner is also super old and then um in Randall's emails there's a, a email from Kevin that says it's our birthday bro oh. Um, those all I got from Mm -hmm. an article. Like, I noticed the triplets naturally and the box of photos. Everything else, I got from a different source. Um, but then, but then as I was rewatching, you do kind of notice the clothes. Like in where you do see a few extras or whatever, it it is the clothes are a little bit more outdated. Their apartment does look a little older, you know. So there are things that you pick up on. Once you know mm-hmm. what the twist is, but not knowing the twist completely went right. Yeah, yeah. Because like even when Jack's in the hospital, I was looking at his jacket and I'm like, most people don't really wear denim jackets now, but I just took it to be part of his 
scroungy looking nature because yeah. like he he has this massive beard and like long unruly hair and everything mm. and I'm like just thinking it's part of his character. Yeah. I do want to talk about his mustache. Like I don't know how I feel about his mustache. Like I the beard, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with the beard, definitely. But like I understand that it's the 70s. That's a style. Well, that that would be the mid 80s. Okay. Well, the I kid, don't know. The kids are 8 are 8 when he has the mustache. Oh. Um, okay. And that that is definitely Was a, that a style in the 80s? Yes. Okay. My dad, my dad rocked a mustache my most of my life. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's Milo, so I love him, but I mean, I think it works well for him making you place him in the eighties. Yeah, absolutely. And that, um, that was what like he kind of argued for that because actually, like the creator was like, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, but he argued for it that way. Like when you see him with the mustache, you automatically know, like, okay, we're back when the kids are eight years old since we're jumping and oh. then when you see him with the beard we know the kids are, have just mm-hmm. been born there's going to be um i think a goatee coming soon okay um for for the early 90s um i like this thought out facial hair kind of <laughs> now that you're explaining it like that like, it's grown on me but, yeah but that's why like that's why he argued for it is so that like kind of as soon as you see it you understand what what place you're at with mm-hmm. with that family yeah so um yeah i'm not sure about like the look of it but I totally mm-hmm. like it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not my preferred style for him. No. Yeah. But I totally get what what's going on. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it because it helps me buy him as a father. Mm-hmm. Like okay. mm-hmm. it's um, I mean, it's it's quintessential dad mustache there. Um, and so I, I think it works really well because I don't look at Milo and go, that's a dad, mm-hmm. you know. So that that works for me. One thing though that I wanted to say, backtracking a little bit <laughs> about the twist though, is that it might be different for somebody that knew that there was going to be a twist of some sort, but it's not a twist for a twist's sake at all. Mm. It's the twist is there to establish the people and also so that you're not focusing it it's if people knew about it, then it very easily would become, come watch these white people raise their adopted black son with their other kids. By turning it into a twist, it was a way of making it just a show. You could put them in. Well, I think the moment that really got me into the show is when Kate gets Kevin to show up at her apartment after she's tripped off of the scale, and he, like, grabs ice cream to use as an ice pack for her leg and the like the honesty and the love he just has for his sister it's not you don't look at it and go oh supermodel brother you know really fat sister like they're just brother and sister and they just have a great normal twin relationship for that moment like i get the codependency Mm -hmm. thing that comes Mm -hmm. out but like another reason why the show is so real is that they're just people not everything has to revolve around the differences between people mm-hmm. like the, the core of the show is the similarities between people um, so the fact that he treats her just like a person is just fabulous to me yeah absolutely I love that moment I love the moment after he has his meltdown on the Manny and he gets he got I think it's over at her apartment or wherever, and he is like just drunk, or maybe it's that's is it before the meltdown? 
No, I think it's after. Oh, it is after. I just love that moment. He just comes in all drunk and... um, I don't know. Several times in the first five. It's so (laughs) funny. I love that moment. And... um, He is his father's son? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know what it was. And then um, Toby, is that his name? Yeah. He, like, wants a picture with him and... (laughs) (laughs) Can you take off your shirt? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And that reminds me of another moment I love that's different. In the pool episode when... um, Rebecca's putting sun lotion on all the kids, and then he, she's like, Randall, it's your turn. And he's like, do I even need sun lotion? And there's just that small pause where um, Jack and Rebecca look at each other, and they're like, yes. <laughs> like, they're like, we don't know. <laughs> the woman at the pool was no help either. Like, I still don't know the answer to this question. Yeah. <laughs> I I took it as, yes, of course he does. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I took her answer as. Well, the thing is, that woman is so, so uh punchy is that the right word for her spunky spunky yeah i don't know anyway like i could totally see her just being like yes white person he needs sunscreen <laughs> just keep thinking that and like in reality he doesn't like i'm literally gonna go google after this see i think that he does need sunscreen because you could still get sin- skin cancer right exactly getting sunburned yes. like <laughs> although i don't know in the 80s that they would have known right that. exactly yeah. that that was like today, it would be like yes, of course. But in the eighties, I don't know if they would have if they would have thought of that or mm-hmm. not. Um, but back to I want to talk about that too. But I also want to talk about Kevin. Okay, let's talk. Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> so much to talk about. Anyways, uh, yeah, Kevin to me, he could be a character that I could easily not like because he could be that pretty boy thinks whatever of himself. But there's, there is a lot of depth to him, mm-hmm. that there's just so much going on with him. And so I really like it. Like, sometimes it's just like, you're ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, because you expect your sister to do everything. Everything seems to come naturally for you. But I really liked in the pool episode um, where, like, when they were little kids and stuff, like, you see... Like, he's the one that kind of does get a little, not neglected, but a little bit... Less attention. Less attention. um, Because, you know, Rebecca is worried about Kate's um, weight issues, if... Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Randall being too adopted. (laughs) Randall being... I did love that. Randall being too adopted. And where's Kevin? Oh, that's right. Kevin's dead. (laughs) I love that moment. I did laugh. I felt bad. I was like, that's so funny. I rewound that a few times and watched and laughed because it just like that kid did great and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but you, you just you kind of see that and you see that you can see where he developed a personality where so things coming natural to him and him relying on that because mm-hmm. he isn't the star of the show in his family. Right. Um, you know, you see that a little bit, um, you know, like Randall takes the Rubik's Cube from him, and instead of getting in trouble, his mom is amazed that he solved it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and that is he just stole his brother's... It's like, you should be yelling at him. Right, you know, and you can understand that from a little... From a a kid's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, From my perspective, yes. (laughs) I'm great that he did that, but you just (laughs) took that from him. And also, in the previous one where he's he's starting to treat his brother badly or whatever, like... It's heartbreaking, um, yeah. Like, you, you know, you just kind of see some of this stuff. 
Um, I forget where my train of thought was going with that. But so I really do like Kevin and I think a character that I could have easily written off, like they're not allowing you to because they are showing you this realistic side and they're showing mm-hmm. you what he's facing and stuff. Yeah. And, right. Um, and it does crack me up. Like since he normally relies on Kate for everything and whatever, and then he's on the East coast and he can't do that. So he shows up at his brother's house at the yeah. end of episode four. <laughs> and I just freaking love that. I also really loved the way he dealt with like Randall introduces him to his, um, mm-hmm. biological father. And like Kevin's just like, Okay, that's probably going to need to be a longer conversation, but it's really great to meet you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he's not like, what are you doing, dude? Where are your face? You know, like, yeah. he he's getting that this is something Randall needed to do. He's wanting to probably know more about it. But for the moment, you know, like, mm-hmm. everything's cool. Like, hey, dude. Yeah. And especially that pool scene in the fourth episode made me realize kind of, like, what would have attracted uh, Kevin to becoming like an actor mm-hmm. because the, he would then have all of the attention on him which mm-hmm. he didn't have at home um, so I thought that was really clever well and I think it, it makes sense for why he stormed off the set and everything because he's getting the attention but it's like he's finally maturing to you know I don't just want attention I want to be seen for what it is that I can do that's special not mm-hmm. just it's not just look at me it's look at me for the right reasons mm-hmm. so I think that's why he was super proud of the dramatic scene which was fantastic right. it was yeah um and you really like I love it that you really get you feel it with him that like he's put so much work into it and then that one silly stupid line the Let's do an alternate take off your shirt. Uh, yeah, when they <laughs> told him to take like, off oh. his shirt, like, I was like, oh, I don't, yeah. Because he is, I remember, this is going to sound shameful, I remember watching the same actor um, on uh, Smallville. He played Oliver Queen. He was Arrow before Stephen Amell was oh, Arrow. Okay. Um, the Green Arrow. And I remember being like, this guy's really good looking. <laughs> and... I think I had a crush on him, the whole nine yards and everything. And it's it's kind of funny, like, how reality reflects that, is that right. he, was, he was eye candy, and so now he's on this show, and he's eye candy again, for sure, mm-hmm. but you're seeing how special he is as an actor in real life, and then you're seeing how special he is as an actor in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, he's totally been bitten by the acting bug, and, like, he's you know got the the snooty la qualities that you that are easy to show like he's got mm-hmm. a display of rolexes and like model heads for his beanies and crap like yeah. that in his in his, his giant closet <laughs> i would pay to live in his closet that was a, he had a bar in his i was closet. gonna say his closet was with like, the mini bar where he got drunk in that yeah, episode yeah. did it it's i mean he's he definitely fits the air the the actor's stereotype but he's deeper than that and i yeah. think it's really fascinating and even though we've already touched on it, like, the most fascinating quality about him to me is that he just is cool with people. That's one thing. He, he Yeah, he uses Kate, but on the other hand, where do you draw that line? Because she was employed by him. Right. Oh, so... No, yeah, I, I don't think I, that I think he, that she was comfortable there as well. Right, I think it's a code... Like, they're both codependent yeah. on each other. I don't think he's, like, setting out to use Kate. I think mm-hmm. it's... Like, this is the relationship that has developed over their 36 right. years, and and he doesn't know how to be on his own and how to be self-sufficient. That's why he ends up at his brother's house at the end of episode right. four. 
I think it's great, though, that we see through all of this that he just sees people as people. Like, people aren't... Yeah. Like, even when Kate is working for him, she's not a subordinate to him. Right. Yeah, he has her do stuff a lot and does has her do too much, but nobody's just a little small person to him. N there's no boundary between him and anybody else. Like, say what you will about how he was when he was a kid and how he treated mm -hmm. Randall. I think that's fully attention-based. That has nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fact that he can just, like, walk up into Randall's house and just be like, Hey, everybody! And be totally cool with, like, you know, his nieces and being like, yeah, let's go tell your friend that I'm your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, like, it's it's so cool. And I think my favorite relationship on the, on the show thus far, besides Kevin and Kate, is Kevin and Toby. Because oh, yeah. I could see very easily where it's like, okay, Toby's outside of the... the the family circle and he's a big goofy fat guy mm -hmm. but he's not just big goofy fat guy Kevin cares about Toby because Toby's a cool guy and because Kate cares about Toby yeah. mm -hmm. and I, I it's just it's stupid that that I like this this much this is how humanity should be mm -hmm. um, but the fact that they can get a pretty boy actor you know be deeper than that it just it's fascinating to me yeah. mm -hmm. and i feel like he's going to be really underrated on the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to talk about real quick uh randall and that plot line because i feel like we haven't talked Talk about randall that much and i really do like i i can't choose like which ones i love the most mm -hmm. like um, I'm not doing a good job of it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have to say, like, Jack's my favorite character, but that's because I have loved Milo for years. Right. Um, so there's a little pre-bias on that one. Uh, but no, so Randall, let's talk about that. I have right. thoughts, but somebody else first. Well, like, I really liked the episode. I mean, it was hard to watch uh, them as kids. I don't know which episode it was. Was it two or three where... Um, Kevin, as a kid, starts uh, being mean to Randall. Two. It was episode two. In episode two, I really uh, seeing that as a kid was kind of hard to watch and kind of broke my heart a little. But I like at the end of that episode where uh, Kevin calls Randall and he was like, you know, I wasn't a very good brother, you know, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't. And he's like, Randall's like, no, but you know, there's still time. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, now that he's in New York and Randall's in New York, I really hope that we see more brotherly stuff going on between them. Because um, there's a lot of room for growth and everything. Um, and they seem to be on pretty good terms now, which is, which I'm happy about. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's all I have right now. Do you have Randall thoughts, Janelle? No, I literally, I don't know why, but I just thought just a second ago, it would be really funny. Because it, it seems like Randall doesn't have a guest room. And so my, my yeah. thought was just like, where's Kevin going to sleep? I really hope he sleeps on the floor in the same room with William. <laughs> just in a sleeping bag on the floor, and then they just chat. <laughs> I don't think that's where it's going, but it's a funny picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, Randall's wife, and I can't think of her name, um, like she sits there and says, like, how long is William going to be staying in our daughter's room? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I really do find that storyline fascinating Yeah, with his birth father. And just, and, and he, like, from the very first episode, like, you see how conflicted he is. He wants to know where he comes from. But he also, like, is so angry at his birth father. Yeah, And just, and as it progresses, and, like, he's 
allowing him to stay in his house, but he's still keeping him at his arm's length. And like, finally his wife is like, what kind of like, what's the game plan here? Like, you know, he is sick. You have a limited time to get to know him if you're wanting to get to know him, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and then like he goes in and starts asking him more questions about his mother and, and stuff. Um, Oh, go ahead. I just really liked, um, they had that kind of, like, uh, montage of his father and mother mother meeting and them slowly getting addicted to drugs. And mm-hmm. I really loved how they did that. First off, finding out that he was kind of like a poet, mm-hmm. and they called him Shakespeare. And, I mean, I loved the from the very beginning of that montage, I liked his character and where uh-huh. he was coming from, and I thought it was really sweet how him and his mom got to know each other. Um, and then, of course, it started breaking my heart, like, when he just couldn't write his poetry anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I was glad I rewatched that episode because I was a little distracted at the beginning of that episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was seeing it, but, like, I, I saw where they met, but, like, I missed as they slowly disintegrated mm-hmm. into, into drugs because mm-hmm. I was doing something else at the same time originally. Sorry. Um, I have one more thing. And then I also really love when Rebecca finds his father and kind of confronts him. And that's how she comes up with the name for Randall mm-hmm. and I love the origin story for that and I'm really glad that Randall doesn't have a, uh, his name isn't Kyle I love yeah. Randall more mm-hmm. and also this is off topic but have you guys ever like heard about this like conspiracy thing where like a gas station or a, um, I saw like a car garage the other day where like it's spelled like car care but instead of a C it's a K so like if mm-hmm. there was one more it'd be three k's like kkk and that some people like my brother told me this i don't know how he put it but like it's maybe a sign that they're like connected with the kkk i just thought it was people being annoying and it's very annoying that's (laughs) it's very annoying but that's one of the reasons i didn't want him to have a k name i was like (laughs) i didn't even connect that 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 the three kids yeah i'm not sure if there's any substance to that theory at all but i was just like why my case i don't know because i think about that like i just saw that but anyway i'm really glad it has that origin that same um, name what okay so what did you think about um rebecca did you agree with like her just dis- like her choices kind of in that episode like finding him um finding him and then saying that he could have no contact with randall and then in present day saying like he can never know like what did what were your thoughts uh, on that i i agree with it but i th- i think it sucks i like i totally understand why she did it in the past and i think mm-hmm. that was the right decision then and now seeing as he doesn't have very much time left i don't know that what good would come of it right um i think it it just it would be a terrible decision either way mm-hmm. so I completely agree with her in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're adopting this child. Like, there's a person who is a drug addict. You can't have him coming back and forth in his life. Mm-hmm. You can't really have him coming back and forth in his life because of the stability issues. You don't know if he's going to try and then take, you know, like, I totally get her saying, no, like, you can't have contact with them. What gets me is in present day, she's saying it would destroy him, and it would be hard for him to take, but I think she's protecting herself more than oh, yeah, she's protecting totally. him. I think so, yeah. And so... Especially because we don't know what happened to Jack. If they were divorced, 
then that would not be a cool thing if, you know, I, I could see where she would be really worried about losing her, mm-hmm. her son because yeah. of, you he, know, that. He, mm-hmm. He's dead. I just, I need, I, until, I know, until I, the show tells me otherwise he's dead because I just can't handle it. Okay. We're divorced. <laughs> um, yeah, I really don't know about that kind of decision that she made in the present. I don't know what I would do. So, I don't know. It's That would be hard. It would be know. very hard. But it's going to be interesting seeing how they go about that storyline with Randall and, like, how they're going to deal with him being black and his parents being white. Um, I, I don't know. I did, like, um, in the in that, ep- that same episode, um, The Pool, where, like, um, that is kind of an issue they're showing is mm-hmm. – they don't really know. They don't know if he needs sunscreen. They don't know the proper place to have him go get his hair cut. Um, they don't realize that he needs lotion on so his skin doesn't get ashy. Yeah. You know, like, all this stuff. Like, I, I did think it was interesting the way that they, they were subtly dealing with mm-hmm. that. Like, that you have these white parents who who do need to ask help from somebody mm-hmm. just on issues that they don't understand because yeah. they're white. Yeah. Um. And I also really liked, I don't know if you all saw this, um, but the the woman at the pool actually becomes like a family friend or whatever because there's a picture that they show in Randall's house at the end of that episode where you see Jack and Rebecca, the three kids, and that woman. Oh, that's cool. Like, really she's, like she's got her that. arm, like, around um, Kevin. So it's not even like... You know, she's just clo- get uh, close with Randall, and like Randall becomes a part of her of their family or whatever. Yeah. But it shows that she becomes a part of their family. Yeah. Of right. all of their family. That is really great. I was kind of confused about when Rebecca comes over, she finds Randall, and then the woman is like, "Yeah, when two white parents adopt a black baby, uh, you get to you know their names." And you wonder, and it was kind of like she was questioning why she hadn't introduced herself to all the black people at the pool before. And I was just, that kind of threw me for a minute. Because I get what she's saying, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand what she's the, what she's trying to get across. But, like, is there, like, a protocol for when you adopt a black baby? Right. Like, are you allowed to just go up to all the black people and be like, I recently adopted this right. black child? <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's. I, I was know. thinking about that. It's, right. I mean, you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't because it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it could very, very, very easily be perceived like, I have this black child. Will you take care of him, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, shoving him off. Or and that's even like, d- deciding that you can be a member of this black culture because you have a black baby. And right. That's not exactly like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's something like, especially in the 80s when all of this was going on, mm-hmm. it's that's something that wasn't really probably broached very Mm -hmm, much back then at all. Like, it's Mm -hmm. still not even, like, something massively popular now. Like, it's it's, it definitely is a whole lot more than it used to be. Mm -hmm. But, um, it just, I remember feeling really bad for Rebecca. Yeah. But, um, I also felt really bad for Rebecca, um, back when she first brought the, the babies home and everything mm-hmm. like that and how she's like he won't take to me yeah he just won't take to me i thought it was a really 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 brave choice to portray postpartum depression absolutely and also portray that like it's not a fairy tale ending mm-hmm. you right. know it's it, there was none of this like white savior crap like 
things aren't easy. There's not a, a fairy tale ending when you, they don't just walk off into the parking lot and load up in the car and everything's mm-hmm. fine. Like, stuff happens. And mm-hmm. I think it was really brave, or maybe not brave, but like really wise to show that it's not just that they had problems later on. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not perfect from the beginning. Right. Yeah. And that that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, life's not perfect. No, no. No marriage is perfect. Right. Like, I think no. we're we're in such a, a culture though that we're so used to like happy endings. Even mm-hmm. if it's like a brief happy ending, we expect that it just goes home and everything's okay mm-hmm. for a while. Right. Well, I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And again I like that she's able to start bonding with Randall after he has his own name. Mm-hmm. Right. Um I felt that like that was a little bit hokey, but I get it maybe, at the same time. Yeah. But then like he's named after a black poet, and I just right. like really liked it because mm-hmm. well, it's literary. <laughs> at first, I was really bugged by it because I was like, "Yes, let's name the different child a different name." Uh, okay. When they, when it first happened, like I'm really glad that they explained that name because when they first okay. revealed that they were different, I was like, "Yes, let's name the the white twins." <laughs> okay, I, K names yeah. and just leave the black child off with a completely different name. Right. That works. Okay, I actually didn't connect that <laughs> it was Kate, Kevin, as in two Ks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did either. Until that episode. Oh, and I then <laughs> it was like, and then he was like, Nate, Kyle was the name of the episode. I was like, who's Kyle? <laughs> and then, I don't know. Anyway. Um, it was a little hokey, but I still liked it, and I liked that his father had a part in naming him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then you also see, like in present day, like he has the uh, he has the book that she was given by his father, but it also looked like he had other books by that um, mm-hmm. poet. Um, but I did find it heartbreaking that um, you find like you see Randall in the pool episode keeping a tally. But you don't understand. Yeah. And then when he reveals to his biological father that he used to keep a tally of the black people he met because it was so rare. And that did just break my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you all think of the music? Did the, did the music... I really like the music. I was going to say, there were a few, like, overall, like, overall, like... I didn't necessarily notice it, but there are a few times where a few songs just stood out, and it was mm-hmm. just, they were amazing songs, and, like, Absolutely. really oh, well yeah. chosen. They were, they were time songs, like, they were they were time-specific, weren't they? Sometimes, and sometimes not. Okay, because I feel like there was, um, what was it, Creedence Clearwater's revival, like, what, they, they, they fit the time period, if I remember correctly. I know for the, the, the montage... Uh, showing Randall's biological parents. That was that was topical music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I vaguely remember that. I was I was so caught up in the story, I didn't pay attention to it. But I think that's also effective music, right? Is when it it complements instead of being like, listen to the music we have, right? Yeah. There was just um, like what really like when I first watched, I didn't notice the music at all until the fourth episode, and um. It was Someday Soon by Alexi Murdoch because I already love Alexi Murdoch. And I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. Um, and that song played, um, and that, that's one where it's not time specific because that song plays when um, Kevin almost drowns 
is when it starts mm-hmm. um, playing. But then it also gets reprised at the end when the family is all lying there together, which was an adorable scene. I love that scene. And she's finishing uh, her book. Right. And like, and Ran- uh, not Randall, and Kevin was kind of off by himself and like Jack pulls him back to yeah. like join in with the family and whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and then when Kevin shows up at their house, it's, that song play- is playing again. Um and then, like, the song when at the very beginning... So then when I was rewatching, like, I was paying a little bit more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, so Death with Dignity by... Suf- I can never pronounce his name. Suf- Sufjan Stevens? Do you know how to... What is it? John I don't know. Okay. Just call him Stevens. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Um... That plays, like, uh, at the very beginning, like, in the first episode, like, as Randall is, like, reading his email and as Rebecca starts to go into labor or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. that's a really, I really liked it, like, that song. Um, and then also a song by James C. Frank, which was Blues Run the Game, uh, when William's getting his blood drawn in present day and Rebecca's searching and finding him in the past. Like, those are just songs, like, I'm like, okay, I need to go, like, find them and buy them and listen to them mm-hmm. because they're like right up my alley. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you all keep watching? Yes. I oh will. yeah, totally. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've bookmarked the page and everything. <laughs> yeah. I had to set it up though to bookmark it because I'm watching so many live shows. <laughs> <laughs> so is anybody keeping up with anything? I finally finished Merlin. Mm-hmm. And I started my watch with Merlin again. I'm in season five, enjoying it. And then I don't think I've watched anything else that we've done recently. At this point, I don't remember what we've done recently. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Um, I don't think I've watched anything that we've done, um, just because we've done so many movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I gotta choose what we do. Oh no, I don't. No, because you won't be. That brings us to our next segment. What will we be doing next time? And next time it is actually Janelle's pick, but Janelle is running away. Um, somebody, hey. some friends getting married has I to go to go a wedding. <laughs> I gotta go be pretty for a day. That doesn't happen often, so right. be happy, guys. Whatever. <laughs> um, so our friend Rebecca is gonna come back and guest. Mm-hmm. Yay! Our favorite guest. Um, She's also been our only guest. That's true. <laughs> yes. You raised two excellent we, points. <laughs> I don't know that we need any more guests because she kind of sets the bar like way too high. <laughs> or else we need other guests who won't set the bar so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm afraid if we do that, then we'll get guests that should just replace us. And then we'll just we'll have three completely different hosts and you and I... You, you, you two and I, like, we go sulk off into corners because they're all so good. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> even if we're the worst, it's our show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you guys are stuck with us. We're not going anywhere. Um, so me and Elizabeth had to decide what to have. We're going to have Rebecca watch something. So Elizabeth and I both nominated a couple things. Um, mm-hmm. Do you still only have two? I still only have two. Okay. Yeah, so we each nominated two things. Uh, my pick, uh, Big Little Lies by Elaine Moriarty, is a book, and The Vampire Diaries. And my two picks were Firefly or Eligible by Curtis Sittenfield. And we are going to um, fold up our papers and have Janelle pick one. I'm trying to fold them the same as you. I've really thought about those too much. <laughs> 
do we do we have something to put them in or we just have a hand? Hmm. I think we just have a hand. You could put them in here and then I will shuffle them up. Okay. Okay. How are we put the blanket where are we? Like just in the center. Okay. <laughs> I like my jacket. I gotta use it. <laughs> And now Janelle is I'm going so to I'm so nervous for some reason. Please be Vampire Diaries so I don't have to watch it. <laughs> Please don't be so Janelle has to watch it. No. It, they're all stuck together. That's because they're post-it Why notes. did you grab post-it notes? This is why I said do a random number generator okay. online. Eligible. Eligible. Yay! Okay. So, <laughs> so we will be reading Eligible by uh, Curtis Sittenfield, which is a modern day adaptation of um, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, which Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen is one of my favorite books ever. Um, so I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. We're going to read the first hundred pages. Let's is look that, up how many or, pages it is. It's long. It's like 400 pages. And let's... What do you think, like, um, percentage of, like, what that is would be 100? Like, yeah. tw like what, 25% of uh -huh. 400 uh -huh. is 100? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, that's how math so that's works. <laughs> 100 pages sounds good. Okay, great. Excellent. <laughs> You tried to math and you just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And are we allowed to listen to this book instead of read it? Yes. Okay. You, you can listen if you would prefer. Okay. If you want more I Love It Don't You content, visit iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. Or you could uh, email us at iloveitdontyou1 at gmail.com. Follow us and let us know what you think. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.